And welcome to the Who's He podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we're going to be covering the last two episodes uh, of this series of class. The Metaphysical Engine, or what Quill did, and The Lost. It's, it's been a quick few weeks, actually, with this one, hasn't it, to be honest? It has, yes. <laughs> yeah, it has. Uh, those because we've been covering it every couple of weeks or so. I'm not uh, I'm not too sure. But um, anyway, anyway, it's the, it's, the, it's the end of the series, so... Um, We'll find out what we thought about it because we don't know what we thought about it yet of our own opinions. So we'll we'll figure out later on. So as usual, let's have a little bit of news. Um, unfortunately, um, it seems to be a common thing that these days we 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 start proceedings with with news of a couple of um, people connected to Doctor who have sadly passed away. Um, now, first up is the a guy called Johnny Dennis. Now his name might not be familiar to you. He played um, a bus driver Murray in the Sylvester McCoy story, Delta and the Bannerman. And as usual with most British actors, he appeared things like the, the Bill and the Enigma Files and, um, what was it, Dempsey Makepeace he was in as well, for God's sake. The Great Escape 2. I don't know, there was a Great Escape 2. Hmm, no. No, no. Me, no <clears throat> me neither, actually. That's <laughs> why it was the untold story. Obviously it was. <laughs> <laughs> um Another thing I didn't know about it, he took over from there was a, there was a long running series um, on the BBC mainly this I didn't know one for so long I just remember it being in the nineteen seventies it was a a show called the Good Old Days uh, and basically it was it was sort of set around the old sort of reenacting sort of the old Victoria musical acts wasn't it yeah, With, yeah I think I think as, as soon as we got to the point where we didn't have to watch television with relatives yes exactly, yeah <laughs> we, we probably lost track that that was on <laughs> I think we did actually now there was a guy called Leonard Sachs who was like the the master of ceremonies each each week um and Johnny Dennis took over from him in 1988 I didn't know this was um was going on but um yeah, I mean that, that's actually the, the the one that caught my eye more, even more than the cricket bit. I was going to say, yeah, I, I thought you would have gone for the cricket um, angle here, actually, um, because Johnny Dennis also the um, the senior announcer for the MCC, um, which which I never knew actually, to be honest. Hmm. Have, 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 did you hear his? Um, well, you've been to a few more sort of cricket matches than, than I have. Did you ever hear his um, his dulcet tones? <laughs> I'm sure I did. Yes. Yeah. Blimey. Um, now, basically, he did it for uh, 38 years, being the announcer of, or the senior MCC's senior announcer. Um, he covered 136 Test matches, mm. and he finally retired from that role in 2014. So, um, yeah, I, I, I never knew that was that was that cricket connection there. Actually, me neither. But like I say, I mean, it was the fact. I think the. That actually anybody else did the good old days other than Leonard Sachs. Oh no, that's it? the other thing that sort of um, sort of got me there actually. But um, it's not it's not the fact that someone that he took over; it was the fact that anybody took over. Yeah, I know. I, I just thought it was Leonard Sachs, and that was it, really. Yeah, that was it. Um, now, unfortunately, we, we've got another um, someone else who, who sadly passed. The television director Ken Grieve um, passed away at the age of seventy-four. Now he um, directed Destiny of the Daleks. Um, now I know it's not a particularly favourite of ours, is it? It was it was rather no. it was sort of obviously that the budget was um, 
or lack of budget was was there for all to see, really, wasn't it? But he did introduce the first use of Steadicam, though, didn't he? Um, yes. To uh, to uh, to I think the first Princess Steadicam on television. I, I I've got a funny feeling. Don't yeah. I say don't quote me on that actually, but mm. um, but he, he directed. Um... Oh, no, I'm going to go around telling everybody. <laughs> Now he's got a, a, a claim to fame here. Actually, um, he worked on um, episodes of, 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 I think, it's Britain's longest-running. I think it's the world's longest-running soap opera, uh, Coronation Street. He di- he's directed um, forty-two episodes. Um, now he was the guy who introduced the the first Corrie Cat. Now, for those of you outside the UK, I don't know what we're talking about there. In the opening credits um, or opening titles, I should say, um, of Coronation Street. There's a cat curling up on the roof, on, on a rooftop. Um, and he's the guy who introduced that into the um, into the opening titles, which was... I never knew, actually. But um, but something that should have caught your eye here, Paul. Um, yes, of course, uh, you, uh, the XYY man. Yes, man, yes, which I've <laughs> just started watching, so... Oh, dear. I, th- I think this, <laughs> Yeah, which I've, I've yet to see, actually, but... Um, any, any good? Um, I've only watched the first... One, so far. So, oh, you haven't made that much like, of a day, did you? <laughs> I haven't. Well, you know me. <laughs> I was only given it for Christmas last year. Uh, oh, I got round to it by now. Oh, uh, and of course, he also directed whatever Tony's favourite of those of you who can remember Tony being on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> he, he was on the that same time as Crown Court was on the telly. <laughs> Oh dear! So yeah, very very sad. Um, but um, unfortunately, it's it's just going to be more of that sort of thing. It's just going to crop up now, is it? From sort of like the yes. classic era of Doctor Who. Okay, well, okay. Let's move on to some sort of happier, um, happy news now. Now, the return of Doctor Mysterio. Um, it's going to be on at seven forty. At seven forty-five. God's sake! Yeah, seven five forty-five on BBC <laughs> One on you, Christmas Day. You just Day. want to be the first person to watch it, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the last of it's on at 7.45 p.m. <laughs> You're trying to kid everyone else that it's 7.45. So, <laughs> so you'd have watched it a good hour before everyone else. Oh, dear. Um, yes, it's on at 5.45 p.m. Um, on Christmas Day on BBC One, um, which I can't remember what, what time it was on last year, actually, but it's a more sensible time to put Doctor Who on, really, isn't it? Yes. I, th- I think it is. I, uh, I don't know. I think they're always quite... Well, I don't say they're, they're usually always... early, aren't they, Christmas Day? Because yeah. it's meant to be more sort of family friendly than the, the usual <laughs> family well, we've the had thing, of recent years. The thing years, is but... that the, the Christmas Strictly isn't one that people vote on, is it? I don't think so. Uh, no, it's not. No. So no. obviously they don't need to, no, it's to all... fit no, it's Doctor been... Who around that. No, I think that the, the Christmas Strictly special has been recorded already. Yeah. Actually, I think they were talking about the... Um... Because it was that was actually Len Goodman's last. Because if those of you watch Strictly or don't know what Strictly is, it's a dancing show on that celebrities pair up with professional dancers, and the public gets to vote them out every week. Um, but one of the judges on the Len Goodman, he's been with it since for over ten years, now, and he's retiring. He's he's leaving the, the show, so this is his last, his final hurrah, apparently. So um, yes, yeah, so I think that that will probably be. I mean, it seems to be a mainstay of, of Christmas Day as well, as well as Doctor Who now, doesn't it? Strictly, so. I think people will probably watch it just to see Len Goodman leave yeah. it, I think, to be honest. But, um, yeah, and also we've had um, a couple of snippets because the BBC have started their 
uh, BBC One sort of Christmas trails now. And Doctor Who has yeah. cropped up in a couple of scenes. Obviously, it's not giving not giving too much away, which is good because I don't want anything given away. I really don't know much about this Christmas special. I'm I'm pleased to say. No, the only, looking at the start times and everything. The interesting one is the, what we were talking about ABC iView, which is a, which I presume is their version of iPlayer. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I play. It's the fact they actually get that. That's actually on there. So on demand for people, literally starting as it finishes in the UK. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Well, that's not, that's not, uh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if it's, Monday, yeah. If it's Monday morning there. That's it's 6.45 GMT here. Yeah. Yeah. On the, which I think on the previous, on the Sunday yeah. evening. That's right. Yeah. So, that, so that kind of works out okay, actually, doesn't it? So nothing. No, but yeah, and quite. I'd have thought, yeah, good for them. I'd, you sort of then wonder. I mean, is is it that they can't show it exactly the same time? It just seems then odd that if you're going to put it on a, a an odd time, which is five forty-five a.m. to mm. them, as to why it wouldn't be the same time. Mm. Thought, perhaps it's in the BBC thing that these programs have to be shown exclusively on the BBC first. I think that is Unless, the, that's the deal actually, isn't it? That is the So deal. that is literally the earliest they can show it is as it finishes in the the UK. Oh well, they're, well, they're doing they're doing better than um, South Africa who have to wait yeah. to <laughs> wait have to wait till the 28th of December yeah. to see it. Yeah. So uh yeah, poor you. So that, that... <laughs> <laughs> I just everyone will still have seen it before me. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you watch it dubbed into Portuguese? <laughs> I was going to say. I mean, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't. Haven't you got me any details as to when I? <laughs> <laughs> I've been relying on you to tell me what what day and time I can watch it. Oh well, I, I might just spoil it for you, Bob. I just tweet it to you. It just ruin it all for you. <laughs> oh dear. Right now, um. Paul, I've actually going to change the, yeah. the, 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 the lineup yeah, yeah. of news yeah, items. Who well. expected those to turn up? Well, not only that, Paul, I'm now rearranging the, the, the items on the news list as well because it, it flows better. Um, there's two more cinema outings for the return of Doctor Mysterio um, as well. It's going to be shown in Denmark by Cinema or Cinemax X. This is this is a more racy version of the Return of Doctor Mysterio or something. I've got absolutely no idea. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're going to, going to be um, showing that on um, in a couple of in a, in a, a dense ahas. Please forgive my pronunciation, uh, our, our Danish listeners, and um, uh, Copenhagen. Uh, cinemas on Boxing Day at one thirty pm, with additional showing on the twenty eighth of December at six thirty pm. Okay, um, there is a, a quite a lengthy, a sort of description uh, from BBC Worldwide, but it's all in Danish, <laughs> so I can't actually. So I won't oh, go any further with it. That quite you read that out. I? I couldn't even say Arhos properly, could I? So. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we're spare our Danish listeners that. I think we will. I think we will. Because either of us trying to pronounce it, it'd be in a different language to Danish. <laughs> now, um, it's also going to be shown in cinemas in New Zealand um, as well, uh, or selected cinemas around the country on Boxing Day as well. So that's um, that's good. We appear to be one of the few continents not getting the Christmas yeah. special in the cinema, actually. So. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh well, never mind. Never mind. It's um, it, 
I think we discussed this before and said it shouldn't be it shouldn't become a thing really, should it? No. It makes sense for like an hour and a half um sort of special, but it's it's just it's just sixty minutes. Yeah, I'm not really gonna pay money in the cinema to watch that, to be honest. No. Much as I love Doctor Who, you know. Um but there you go. You're the reason it's going to be cancelled again. Oh, yes. It's all down to... You can blame <laughs> yeah, me, listeners. <laughs> yeah, you can blame me for that. Um, now, talking of cancellations, or in this case, possible cancellations, class ratings. Um, now, it's not much to go on, but basically uh, the series has still yet to make the top 50 of on-demand programmes. Um, that's for the four weeks ending 13th November 2016. And this now includes... Um, the metaphysical engine, or what Quill did, um, as well. Um, I would have thought it would have cracked it by now, unless the last episode has. But I would have thought by now it would it would have cracked it. You sort of think that if the last episode, if they haven't got the audience, nobody's going to. More people are not going to watch the last episode of something that's been on without watching the others. I don't know. No, I don't know really. I mean, it could well be, of course, because the on-demand thing is is actually for something like 11 months, isn't it? There it's is, not the yeah. usual 30 days or whatever. It may well be that a lot of people have decided, you know what, I'm going to save this and watch it as a box set. Well, this is the I think this is the trick the BBC have missed here because that's how people want to watch their on you know the online content now. They don't mm. want to do it on a weekly basis. They want to they want to binge watch it or just dip in and out on a daily basis. And that's how Netflix operate, um, Amazon, you know, all the other sort of online yeah. um, content providers. That's how they do it. It, it gets downloaded. You, you can watch all 13 or however many episodes there are in one big sitting, if you like, or just watch it at your leisure. So I know with this you can watch it at your leisure, but, but you've, got, you've got to build it up, though, over a period of eight weeks, though, haven't you? Yeah, so I wonder whether it may creep, it may do make the top 50 once all episodes are available. Mm. Yeah, You might get people that are sitting down and watching it all in one go over the next week or so. Yeah, I, I think it will probably be, uh, sort of, get sort of more... Because I, I just think that the way it's been handled, I we, we sort of maybe skipping ahead a little bit to our actual review and sort of summing up of the of the series here. Actually, maybe we should, we should leave that for for that discussion. Yeah, I think actually because I, I think that it sort of plays a bit of a, a bearing on, on what's going to happen with it coming to terrestrial television as well. But um, yeah, so we'll, we'll continue the conversation a bit later in the podcast. I think um, now big finish news. Now, as we know, they've been uh, releasing sort of classic Doctors versus uh, modern villains. Well, it looks like it's the turn of Tom Baker. Um, he's going to battle the Vashta Narada um, in a new audio play from Big Finish. Um, a good thing to do? Uh, actually, yeah. I mean... A completely silent alien that you... <laughs> It's going, it's, yeah, going be, it's, but, going be, it's going to be interesting one to pull off for audio. Well, we, we we said this about them. Weeping Angels. Yeah. Yeah. So, and if if you want somebody whose voice is building atmosphere, then yeah, give me Tom Baker. Give me Tom Baker. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. I'm, I'm quite happy with that. That he's, if he's the one that's dealing with the stuff in the shadows, that's, yeah. 
Yeah. No, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm, I mean, you know, we're, we're very much behind on our um, big fish. We haven't covered any for a for a long time. But um, well, that may be remedied. Find out at the end of the show. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm really interested in this one because, as you say, Tom Baker's got that. If you think about what he, the, the sort of the classic era of Doctor Who, it was all that very gothic sort of stuff. Uh, got horror, yeah. horror tinged. Um, yeah, it was, it, there's quite so, a lot was built on atmosphere, wasn't it? Yeah. So I, I, I'm interested to see how they're going to pull this one off, to be honest. Um, because I know the Vashnarada kind of... Well, no, they didn't speak as such, did they? No. In the in the 10th Doctor one. It was just those voice recorder things getting sort of looping, wasn't it? In it? Sort of as they were winding down, or sort of whatever the hell they were called. Um, so, yeah, I'm interested to see what they... They could sort of reanimate dead bodies, couldn't they? Inside, inside and, suits. So, and, and to be honest, you've got a doctor that's talk, that speaks enough for him and the villains. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't think there's going to be that much dead air. <laughs> no, he's, I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, this is going to form a part of Classic Doctor's New Monsters Volume Two, which is going to be out next year, um, and it can be pre-ordered now um, at twenty pounds for download or the CD set. Okay, okay. Um, now, lastly, uh, for the news section, Delia Derbyshire um, is going to be honoured in her hometown of Coventry by having a road named after that's going to be called Derbyshire Way. Um, I, I think... may confuse people going to Derbyshire. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> or just confuse the people of Coventry, I don't know. <laughs> oh, dear. We, we travelled all the way down Derbyshire Way and we ended up in Levington Spa. Yeah. <laughs> What's happened? Well, basically, um, I, I think this is a good thing, actually, because I think, you know, her, her arrangement of, of Ron Granger's uh, theme, it, it just set the the, the, the tone here it, sort of throughout, really, didn't it? It, it just showed what you could do electronically. Yeah. And she was one of the pioneers. She really was. Um you know, it's just a shame she can't be sort of honest in some other way. Maybe she has, I don't know. But, I mean, it's a good thing about have a street named after. I like a street named after me, actually. Hmm. I don't know, Cannon, what, Cannon Avenue? Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's no one wants to go down there. <laughs> <laughs> the Cannon cul-de-sac. <laughs> yes. Which is freaking what a lot of our conversation this podcast end up in, actually. <laughs> Oh dear! So that that's good. No, um, no, no, but yeah, it, but it is. It is and it, again, it's one of those things where it's actually a shame that someone has to die. Yes, before people start realizing just actually how much. Yeah, they did. Yeah, really. that, well, and they, they don't see that they. Yeah. Well, well, what I don't know, or I didn't know, there's a permanent display de- dedicated to her work in the Coventry Music Museum. It's it's because of their campaign that um, there's a road being named after her. Um, but the Music Museum will also have, a, um, next May, they'll also have a celebration of what have been uh, Delia Darwish's 80th birthday hmm. as well. So um, so for those of you in Coventry, or those you can make Coventry next May, um, that might be worth sort of popping along to. Yeah. Yes. Now, um, finally... And it's very long overdue, and we should be doing this just before Christmas anyway. It's Omega's Tat Corner. You pester me with trinkets! Right, now we've only got one item of tat, and it is Christmas themed, because we were now in December, and we're coming up to Christmas, and there's still time to get those last-minute Christmas um, presents. 
uh, for your nearest and dearest. Um, now, this one is from a, a company called Hot Topic dot uh, com, and they have a, a Doctor Who TARDIS um, pullover sweater. Um, now, this retails. It, this is a uh, a, a US uh, company because it retails for forty nine dollars and ninety cents, which does seem a trifle excessive um, for for a, a sweater, um, and they're not a particularly. How can I say? It's not very festive in its colouring, is it? No, it's yeah, it, it's it, it's monochrome. Yes, it is. It's, yeah, it's it's. I thought it's yeah, it's monochrome. Yeah, it's grey and black. This thing, um, and it has a Dalek weeping angel, Doctor Who, uh, you know, the, the Tardis DW logo, and Cyberman motif on there actually. Um, yes, now they do from sizes um, extra small to triple um, XL size actually. Hmm. Um, and it's listed in men's sizes. So um, if you're not a man, you're, you're pretty much stuffed according to this website, actually. Which is a bit weird, but um, there you go. Um, it's a, Paul, it's 100% acrylic. It is 100% acrylic. I did I did see that, yes. Yeah, and you wash cold, dry, dry low. Dry low. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not so much an advice for the sweater as just for life. <laughs> 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 that's great isn't it dry low what the hell does that mean <laughs> um that's, uh, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah if, if you've got a if you've got a washer dryer or something can you put it on low i suppose to dry i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well apparently they, they will ship this um overseas as well mm. so you so you, you can get this um shipped back to uh wherever you live basically um but it says it's imported there so it's obviously come from somewhere else to america yeah probably derbyshire <laughs> yeah it does seem a bit um a bit silly really actually doesn't it sort of yeah you import it to have imported possibly back to the country of origin which is a bit uh, a bit strange um now they do have some other um, Doctor Who themed stuff here as well, actually. Which we should we quickly go for? Should we go for the Doctor Who Tardis hoodie? Um, uh, yeah, yeah that's that, that's that's trending now. You see, um, that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's retailing for forty four dollars and ninety, and then but it also goes up to forty eight dollars ninety as well. So um, let's have a quick look at the link and see what the what the hell that is actually. Um, doesn't really explain why I, I could. Um, Ah, oh, this one's sixty percent cotton, forty percent polyester. Mm. Only again, only listed in men's sizes. Uh, wash cold, dry low. Dry low. <laughs> <laughs> and they also have a Doctor Galaxy Tardis guys pajama pants. Um, <laughs> they go for nineteen dollars and and, uh, and and ninety cents, and um, they're hundred percent cotton. And again, wash cold, dry low. Um, <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> Twenty dollars, uh, near enough for, for for them. That seems a bit. Um, a doctor embroidered Tardis guy's pea coat. Um, I, I didn't know you needed a special coat to go to the toilet. I don't see no idea. Um, <laughs> it's obviously chilly in the bathroom. Obviously, it is. Um, oh, this one's dry clean only. <laughs> oh damn! Um, this one goes for ninety nine dollars ninety cents. Um, actually, uh, this one's ninety percent polyester, ten percent wool. Oh, there and yeah, and again, it's it's a men's only, it's men's only. Um, and there's finally, oh, no, not finally actually, the Doctor Who Gallifrey Academy hooded um, jacket. 
Um, this one, good God, the price of this one. Um, $54.90 going up to $56.90. Um, 80% cotton, 20% polyester. But hey, wash cold, dry low. <laughs> there we go. Then we're, we're back, back. we're back, we're back. Um, and then lastly, is a Doc 2 TARDIS short-sleeved uh, woven shirt. Um this is retailing for $39.90 to $43.90. Um, oh, this 100% cotton wash, cold, gentle cycle, dry low. <laughs> I always have to have a gentle cycle while I wash. <laughs> and now if, I, if we could, if we it's could part be, of my fitness campaign. Obviously. Um, now, if we could be bothered, we'll put some, we might put some of this up on the Facebook group um, later there are, on. There are some girl stuff. There is. Let's yeah. let's have a, let's have a quick. Um, does it do it in any particular order of anything at all? Um, not really. <laughs> no, I you can get find... a, there get are, a there... sleep set. All right, go on. I see lots of Harry Potter stuff and. Uh... Oh yeah, the yeah the Doctor Who girls sleep set. Um, here we go. Here we go. Let's have a quick um, quick look at this. I was about to call. I was about to call it hot topic because a load of sexist bastards, but um, apparently not. Uh, no, that yes, they do a Doctor Who uh, girls sleep set, which is like a pajama set with uh, a tie on the front, which says "Wibbly Wobbly Timey Wimey." Um, rather inappropriate place to put the words "Wibbly Wobbly" though on the photo. Um, this is sixty <laughs> percent cotton, forty percent polyester. That um, that's for the top, the pants. Or trousers, we say in the UK, 100% cotton, wash cold, dry low. Oh, oh dear. And it's listed... And they're listed in junior sizes. Junior sizes. Yes, I don't know what um, what, what that means, really. Um, they, they also do a uh, loads of socks as well. Uh, Doctor Who Tonal bracelet set, which uh, retails for $12.90. Doctor Who Bling Tardis necklace uh, for $12.90. Uh, $12. Uh, there's earring sets. Oh, it calls it Doctor Who Icons earring set, which retails for $12.90. And a Doctor Who Tardis coat um, for the ladies. Yes, which I'm not quite sure what the connection tardis wise is there apart from the sort of gallifreyan symbols yeah um it's actually quite a stylish looking coat to be honest well i I just said it was more doctor who gallifreyan coat really it is oh well if you uh, if you look look at the lining of the coat it's got the uh vincent van gogh exploding tardis as as the lining Oh, that's right. that's probably the only TARDIS um, theme to it. However, and oh, it, uh, oh, this this sounds good. If you if you look on the back, it has got a little um, thing that says "Public Call" on right. the back on the back of the coat. Um, so, okay, have you seen this? Seventy nine percent cotton, twenty percent rayon. Whether the hell one percent spandex. <laughs> What's rayon? I don't know. Is it is it from the future? <laughs> Oh god! Well, this coat retails for eighty nine dollars fifty cents, which is, which I suppose for in in coat terms, that's actually not a bad price, really, is it? No, I actually quite like that coat, to be honest. Yeah, yes. I do I'm, actually really quite like I'm, that coat. That's I'm really sure two things there. It's only listed in junior sizes. <laughs> well, no, at least it won't mean you have to have the sleeves taken up. Well, that's true. That is true. That seems to be a problem for me. But hey, if it's a little bit too small, it doesn't matter because you've got 1% spandex in it. <laughs> it will stretch. That's what it is. That 1% spandex is for you to squeeze in. <laughs> well, again, we'll, we'll try and put some of these up on the Facebook um, uh, Facebook group page um, just in case anyone's, anyone's interested because I think some of those are quite um, 
Well, especially that, that that lady's coat is really nice. Actually, I really like that. That is really good. So, um, well, that Omega's tackle went for a bit longer than I intended. <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! Okay, everybody. I think I think that just about covers it for news and and tat uh, for this week. Uh, so, coming up next is our review of the final two episodes of Class. So, and uh, until well, what am I going to say then? I forgot what I was going to say. It's been two weeks, Paul. I forgot what I was going to say. How do I close this off? <laughs> So we'll be back with that. I think is usually what you say. Uh, oh, no, oh, hang on, hang on. I've got it now. I've got it now. So for another week, then that was the news. Okay, everybody. Um, it's time to well for us to wrap up our reviews uh, for this series of class. Um, we'll be covering obviously episodes seven and eight. Um, so. First of all, we're going to take a look at the metaphysical engine, or what Quill did. Um, and, well, you're going to kick this one off, Paul, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yeah. What did you think? Um, I quite like this, actually. Probably, having said having said that um, kicks off last time our uh, reviews of with Bravish Heart saying, if this had been the first thing I'd seen, I wouldn't watch any more. Yeah. Um, if this had been the first one of the class that I'd seen, the metaphysical engine, I would be, yeah, this is quite a good series. Yes. Probably yes. as much because they actually just got away from the school. Yeah. It gave you different uh, scenes to look at, which are all pretty good, actually. Yeah, I, I think so, actually. I think it was it was a very, very well-realised story. I really yeah. did. Um, it showed a different side to Quill, which I think for me came a bit too late in the series. I, I think I should have felt I should have warmed to her a little bit more before this episode. And it was only to this episode I, I started to, you know, to, you know, to, to warm to the character um, somewhat. I mean, that, that's the interesting thing because it is basically she is one of only three main characters in this. Yeah, and has been a character that has pretty much split to those that have watched it. I've bothered to watch it. Yeah. Um, so you would think this would be a make or break for her as a character with those pe- with people, including yourself. So I was interested to hear what you said about that, actually. Yeah, yeah, because I've, I've, as the regular listeners will know, I, I've not been a, a fan of the character whatsoever. Um, I, I just think she's just been unnecessarily cold, I think. Um, th- throughout, um, but this one it just showed a different side to her, a bit more of a, I hate to say human side to an alien character, but, but if you but if you get my drift, if you you know if you sort of get what I'm on about there, um, but but it does sort of then it's also explain if you like that coldness or Rams home why that coldness is there because you know she does feel that she's basically <clears throat> only living a half life. Yeah. And as much frozen in one form as, as the the other character in this. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um Yeah, was it uh, Balon or Balon, what yes. his name was. Um I like the idea that he was a, a shapeshifter posing as a shapeshifter. Yeah. Actually. Um do, do you think it's I mean we'll come more more to this when we get to the, the you know, discussing um, the lost. Uh, but again, it was another link to the the Doctor Who world, wasn't it? Him pretend to be a Zygon because Zygons are basically protected 
Yeah, and there was quite, and we had had the bit of discussion of unit as well, didn't we? Yeah, and a couple of <clears throat> couple of places. Yeah, as in um, when he first arrives, and she's uh, Quill says, you know, the governors have got prisoners. Does unit know about that? Yeah, and then obviously, Balon himself says, aliens know if they come to Earth to find unit, will will, will look after them, or at least yeah. They yeah, should go exactly. to unit. Yeah, I, I think it's it's. I, I don't know if it, it's sort of a good thing to keep referencing the parent show, or, or not really. Because I, I think it, I think the problem with this because it started off with with Peter Capaldi in it, and we said back in when we reviewed, reviewed that one that that was possibly a mistake. Really, um, I'm I'm not so bothered about. Yeah, is it, but that's the thing. It, it, that really villains did... turning up. Yeah, because that when putting the that just the... just because <clears throat> yeah that that because a lot of issues in in this series just didn't sit well with what how the Doctor would deal with them. I don't think. Yeah, but if you are sort of setting it in the Doctor's universe, then why not have aliens um, that are common to both and references that are common to both. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think the only the only thing it's sort of it's it it should be standing on its own two feet and coming up with its own um, villains, which it has done. I'm not saying it hasn't because it's it certainly has. Um, but I don't know whether to keep referencing the parent shows is a good thing or not. I'm not entirely not entirely not entirely sure. I, I mean, we'll certainly discuss that when we get onto the, onto the the next episode. But um, I mean, you, you watched a lot more uh, Sarah Jane. Well, obviously, I did. Um, yeah. How did that do in terms? Of- well, I mean that it didn't really. Um, I mean, obviously, it, it did have the Doctor um, in one of the, actually, in two of the stories. Actually, with David Tennant, it was the last thing that David Tennant actually recorded as the Doctor <clears throat> was the wedding of Sarah Jane Smith, and then the death of the Doctor, which had um, uh, Matt Smith in it. Um, but the owner, they, they did use um, to my mind a, a couple on a couple of they used uh, uh, Sontarans, yeah, in there, and they did also use um, uh, the Slovene as well. So I'm sort of undermining my, my own argument here, but but well, this is what I'm but, sort of, but, but yeah. Sarah Jane was more directly linked to Doctor Who than this show should be, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I, I can understand that, but it's just the question then of if you're not going to reference back to anything from Doctor Who, then actually, in terms of that, then you should really just have not bothered saying it was that they were having any link at all and just called it a new science fiction program. Mm. If you're going to start off with that this is a spin off of Doctor Who, then why not? Well, that's the Use thing. It. That's the thing. I mean, do you? I mean, do you think? Well, we're sort of might be skipping to the end of the of the, the, the conversation as, as a whole here. But do, do you think that because we've had no Doctor Who this year, they come out of this as, as a stopgap, and and that's why there's such a close link to the to, to Doctor Who with the, with the references and Capaldi turning up and and so forth. Yeah, I do wonder how much this would have got off the ground had we not had the year break and had they you know not known in advance that they was going to have the year break yeah 
um, you do get the feeling. I mean, the interesting thing is now is is where uh, if we are skipping right to the end, yeah, is is does it get a second series next year when we've got a when we've got a full series full of Doctor series Who? Doctor Who. Well, I mean. I mean, there could be room for for, for both. I mean, I'm always skipping to the end there. Maybe we should leave, try and leave that bit bit to the end, really. Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's just try. And, should we get back to the episode? <laughs> yes. Um, I, 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 but yeah, let's get back to the, the, the theme of this, the metaphysical engine. Um, I'm I'm certainly not aware of this being used in a science fiction program before. Um, but I, I love the idea a metaphysical reality. Yes. All based on like belief. Um, is that whole concept? If you believe in it enough, it, it will, it will sort of take form. The reality will happen. Um, I think I'm probably over, well and truly oversimplifying it there. Um, if I got it right at all, but I, I just, I just like the idea of that. Yeah, and, I think and having, was, yeah, sorry, go on. And having said that, some of the other episodes this have been a bit filmalike. Yes, this really did set itself up as just an interesting bit of science fiction. It did actually. Um, and I, I like the the idea the that to go so those different those different realities to get these specimens to get the arn out of um, Quill's head. Yeah. Uh, but not only that, but also to unfreeze Balan's hands, so he could yeah. so he could perform the surgery. So I, I like that um, that idea. Um, and the so sur- there, there there was to a certain extent a logical reason why they was doing it as well. Yeah, you know, you, you you sort of you didn't sit there at any point and think yourself, yeah, why are they bothering with that? Yeah, exactly. Um, you you did sort of go along with the fact that all right, okay, so yes, if you go to was it on heaven, then that that will calm it, and if you he'd need the blood of his god to unfreeze his hands, and then yeah, they'd have to the only place where they could he could find a. Another quill brain would be yeah a quill goddess brain at that actually wasn't yeah. it yeah yeah would be in what they considered to be their heaven or whatever yeah. so yeah it's, it all sort of made it made quite good sense in terms of that the the suspension of belief wasn't wasn't that great for what was a quite out there idea no I, I think I think really this is the it's the kind of for me, anyway, it's the kind of episode this this series has, has been sort of crying out for. Yeah, really. it, as you said, it gets you out of the school. Yeah, you need to have a break from from that, you know. Um, and I think it, I know the whole thing because they're, they're they're school kids, um, and they attend Coal Hill School again. I mean, setting in Coal Hill, it, that's that's your biggest Doctor Who link right there. That's where it all began, you yeah. know. So. Um, I really am un- undermining my, my own argument here, but <laughs> anyway. Um, but, but it but also get... sort of got it away from the monster of the week, didn't it? It did, because, yeah. Because although we did have them, that wasn't the story. No, it wasn't. So this, this was this was almost more of like a, a character study of Quill, really, more, more than anything yeah. else, um, which, which I think the character desperately needed. Yeah. To show another side to her, because we haven't really had that up until now. Um, I mean, like the fact that she didn't really want to... I mean, that the quill we had at the beginning of the series would have just killed Balon without a second's thought. Yeah. But by now, she she doesn't want to... You know, she doesn't want to... They don't want to kill each other, basically, do they? That That's the... No. That's, that's the sort of the, the dichotomy that the pyramid got. So, um, 
Oh, that's the only problem I have with this, though, at the end. That it ends in a fist fight. <laughs> well, yeah, no, no. A, yes, that it ends in that fist fight. Yeah. And then, because there's not enough energy in the, um, obviously, metaphysical engine to bring two of them back, and then she sort of climbs out the cabinet anyway. Yeah, that, that was a little bit of a cop-out, wasn't it? Why, why couldn't both of them have climbed out the cabinet? Oh, no. <laughs> it didn't seem to be that there's a lot of energy involved in climbing out of a cabinet. No, not really. Not really. Um, especially, so, you know, I, I mean, I must have, I watched it once. Maybe that we I've missed something there, why she was able to get out of them. Um, you know, to, to get out of the cabinet of souls. I've no. Got no, I've, no, no, idea. I don't think, I, no, I don't think there was it. You had, I don't, I don't, well, if you missed it, I've missed it as well. Because yeah. Yeah. I I watched that and I suddenly thought to myself that doesn't that, that's the only that was the final bit of it that just didn't make sense is the fact that she could just <laughs> climb out the cabinet at the end. Yeah. And you yeah. just thought, well, couldn't both of them have done that? Well, I mean I think the one other thing I did like about this, the the different place they went to were the different alien worlds or alien heavens, hells, whatever, were well realised. Um yeah. and Beautifully directed as well. I've, I've got to say, they really were. I, I, it looked. It's the same director as uh, who uh, did uh, Detained, what right. we reviewed last time. Uh, Wayne Chi Yip. So I, yeah, I think I'd, I'd like to see a bit more of his direction to be honest, because he, he obviously it's got a limited limited budget. But Christ, did he make it look good? Apparently, we are, aren't we? Is he, isn't he doing something for Doctor Who? Oh, I do hope so. I do hope so. Because I, I'm sure I've I've heard yeah, that somewhere. Re, yeah, really impressed. Um, yeah, really impressed with him. I really am. So when I mean, it just was, yeah. I mean, the the actual the first planet, the first heaven, if you like. I don't know whether you could say planet or heaven or whatever they land on, and just that the color scheme and just how everything just moved and whatever, and you yeah. just felt this is just. Absolutely, yeah. This is this is an alien world. You don't have to, ex- you know, explain. Then you just get the explanation of actually what it is. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it just it was just little attention to detail, like like the little um, the little blooms on the on the trees that sort of like retracted. Yeah, when when sort of anyone got near them, it's just little things like that. It was there was just little things happening. Oh, excuse me, just knocked me right there. Um, little things happening and. And just that, like pollen flying around, or yeah, that, whatever. That it just looked lovely. It just looked, it yeah. looked fantastic. Um, I think really, if if the director, in conjunction with like the the effects team, can actually make make you think, that's a place I'd like to go to. Because I did when I saw like the, the you know the on the on heaven, whatever you want to call it. Um, it looked like a gorgeous place to go. So I mean, you know, yeah. like, you know, job done, really, job done. Um, and even the other two sets, which were reasonably limited hmm. the world lit yes and just had that just that little bit extra that just made you drawn into that world oh god yeah yeah it, it just looked fantastic it just looked absolutely fantastic um i, I think the the explanation of the of the quill life cycle was rather gruesome wasn't it as soon as the, the, you give birth they eat you sort of like that's, that's your final gift to them that's a... <laughs> Well, yeah, um, you know, and they're saying no, even. I mean, they did emphasise that even though it's not necessary nowadays. Yeah. So whether that was building up, I mean, because obviously that is building up to what we are, 
Well, what well, actually we thought we was going to get in the next episode, which we haven't quite got yet. No, we haven't. We haven't. So we'll, um, we'll, we'll discuss that in a moment. But but, um, but obviously, yeah, that that's obviously why we got the whole explanation on what happens to quill mothers and whatever. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, just sort of building it up. So to, to building what, the tension up there. Yes, to, to, to what was coming. To God knows what at the moment. Um, and the removal of the arm was suitably gruesome, um, without showing too much. Yeah, if uh, if you see what I mean, it was a, a, a you know quite a, to be taken out of your eye socket like that. It was it was quite mm. um, quite nasty. But um, but again, um, that that I think that's what is meant to be more adult, wasn't it? So yeah. Um, you know, we, we haven't had too much of the old gore, really, have we? Not since probably the first episode, probably the first two episodes. Yeah. And then it's, then they sort of backed off. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or haven't needed to, then, so to Yeah, speak. yeah, that hasn't been that, that, that kind of story, really, has it? No. So, yeah. Um, get, getting back, though, I mean, even like the bit where she meets the the quill... Uh, god or whatever, goddess. Yeah, and it's just about to say something to her, and Balan jumps on and kills it. Yeah, and you have the whole thing about that is you know, well, if you've spoken to your god, then you've got to believe it. Yeah, that's right. I thought yeah. it was was good as well. Well, yeah, it's, it's irrefutable at that point for the individual, isn't it? So yeah, <laughs> yeah. At that point, it is just almost still a comic book or whatever. Thing to hurt to a non-believer. Hmm. This is just a a legend rather than that. But if one actually speaks direct, if a, if a god actually speaks direct to you, then well, yeah, where do you where do you go from there? You, really? Where do you go for there with your belief? Yeah, yeah. So no, it, there was there was some really good stuff in this one. Hmm. There really was. Um, and and then coming finally talking of the direction, yeah, of the fight scene to actually not just do the speech and then a fight have the fight scene but to intercut between the two as to what was happening mm. i thought was brilliant yeah i i loved it as i say the the whole thing looked fantastic it it really did um and it's episodes like this that make us like you think well, why haven't the bbc advertised this enough because it's, yeah. been, it's been pretty poor, their, their treatment of it, to be honest. It was a big push to begin with before it started. Um, but since then, not a lot, really, if anything at all. You wonder, are the BBC almost saving it? Because it is supposed to be on either BBC One or BBC Two as well, isn't it, at some point in well, the I've future? Heard, yeah, I've heard conflicting stories about that. Because I've, I've first of all I've read BBC Two, now I've read BBC One. Yeah. Uh, so I, th- I think it's probably more. It fits more to BBC Two, if I'm honest. Yeah, but now it starts to make me wonder: Is this going to be on, coinciding on BBC, either whatever one or two, coinciding with BBC America finally getting around to broadcasting? It might be. It might be. And are we then going to see the big push for it then? Le- or maybe a big push leading up to Doctor Who, perhaps. Yeah. This will lead into the new series, Doctor But, you know, in terms of you saying about not necessarily, will they actually then treat it as, as a new programme, the yeah. BBC, when they actually broadcast it on terrestrial television mm. as opposed to just as a download thing? Yeah. And and also with then the hype that 
obviously BBC America will give it and perhaps the interaction then between fans on both sides of the Atlantic may push it yes more yeah that's certainly a possibility certainly a possibility um i suspect Actually, I'll come back to that when we've reviewed the next episode. Okay. That's... Well, I was going to say, should we move on to the next episode? Because we're sort of, we're sort of veering yeah. towards it now, aren't we? Um, yes. Yes, The Lost. Um, well, it, it wasn't quite what I expected. To, no. To, to be honest. Because um, we, we, I was definitely expected this episode to be uh, Quill and Charlie. Yes. And it and... wasn't really, was it? No, and they basically kept them apart to a large extent right the way through, didn't they? Yeah. Either her having her unconscious for the first bit of it and then going off with Tanya. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it I mean, I knew Ram's father was gonna be cannon fodder. Well, we saw that I mean, unfortunately, we saw that as in the part tra- of the trailer. I don't know why they showed that in the next time trailer. To be honest, I don't. I don't. That was a pretty bad giveaway, actually. Um, they could have cut it as <clears throat> as he's running, screaming towards camera in the next time. Last yeah, week's next quite easily done that. Weeks. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm not surprised Rand's father got got offed. Um, it's a shame actually, because I thought he's one of the one of the better characters in there. Um, Tanya's mother, well, we haven't seen since what, episode three, I don't no. think. Um, she was often in a, in a similar similar fashion. Um, shocked about that? Um, not originally, because once we knew that he'd said that <clears throat> Matthias was going to be five. Yeah. You knew someone else was going to go. And it was either going to be her or it was either going to be Tanya's mother or April's mother because there wasn't really a lot of other people left, it was there? Be. I must. No. Have, I forgot about Tanya's brothers, to be honest. So. Yeah, I had as well, actually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that seems a bit cruel that he, he seems to concentrate purely on Tanya's Well, family. yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, now the others have got any brothers or sisters, have they? It's only Tanya that's sort of had a large family to kill, no. so... No, but he could have killed April's father. Oh, that's true. I forgot about him. He's got off this really lightly. <laughs> I mean, and to be honest, I've actually got no sympathy for Ram's father either. Because having known what was going on at the school, why he hasn't got his child out of that school and a moved away, I don't know. <laughs> oh, was concentrating on his, he, on his football career as well. Yeah. He was... He was he was the only person outside of the school that knew what was going on, really. Yeah, to that extent. And uh, um, from actually, an, from well, an early point of view, well, actually, so does so does um, April's mum as well yeah. by this point. So <laughs> yeah, but neither from did anything about it. But why? Oh I mean, why still at the point where he finds out his son's lost his leg to an to an alien? <laughs> you have. It, that invades the school. You haven't moved him out. I don't know. Yeah, after that, well, so, yeah, as soon as you find out, which was episode three, two, two, two three. I can't remember. Two, what it was. Yeah, it's the yeah. coach one, weren't it? That you found out about his leg. Bloody hell! Crikey. Um. So yeah, it, it wasn't quite what I expected, but I, I like the fact he was he, sort of Corey Carson was using them 
to, yes. to, to, to but rather than threatening people to begin, he was just killing them to yeah. you know, to make his point, which made him a bit more of a credible threat than he had been so yeah. far, really. Because um, I mean, even when he, he sort of quill um, knocked seven bells out of him in the library, he just seems to be very easily overwhelmed. Um, yes. But by Quill, who was now heavily pregnant as well, but for, uh, for that yeah, matter. He doesn't seem to be the greatest fighter, does he? But then I suppose, uh. actually, we're taking this as saying, oh, you know, they're these, whatever. But their, I suppose, way of, of dealing with things is they appear, kill someone and disappear. They don't fight. They're stealthy, aren't they? Yeah. That's the whole point. They're just uh, killed by stealth. So yeah, And, you, and usually <clears throat> through the back. Yes. So, so actually, the surprise that they are no good at fighting is perhaps shouldn't be such a surprise. Not really, not really. Um, Which I hadn't necessarily thought of when I was having a go. No, in no. the previous episode until this episode, then I suddenly suddenly thought, oh, perhaps actually not. Not that great at fighting. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but I just like the fact he was using them against each other. Really, he was sort of. By doing what he'd done, he was making them all turn on Charlie to use the cabinet, which he knew Charlie, what well, he thought Charlie would never use. Yeah. Um, and so basically, it was sort of like it was almost a trick to make them give up April, so he could take them back to to um, the Shadow Realm. So I I, I liked his um, modus operandi there. And I mean, yeah, and like, as you say, that it wasn't empty threats. It wasn't that he turned up, <clears throat> said, unless you come with me, I'll start killing people. It's literally he started killing people and then said, oh, there'd be more. Yeah, if you don't give me what I want. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I think my, my criticism again, because now we're back to the, we're back to the school, uh, we're back to the, um, the you know, the, the, the main cast of characters and you're back to their relationships with each other. And you're back to the lengthy um, discussions, breaking up the action again. Yeah. You know, mis misplaced or mistimed, sort of meaningful conversations. Um, and I think this is probably my, my biggest criticism of this. Really, well, all this is going on. They're just standing around chatting. Yeah, I mean, like I say, I mean that that was probably what was so good about the other episode was the fact that you were sort of in it and just it went. The previous episode, yeah. Um, the only time, the only two times where you'd have had perhaps long explanation chats was one where they're waiting for the uh, headmistress to wake up, having just killed the quill goddess. Yeah, yeah. Which is you can understand to that extent was all right. Yeah, there's a natural break there. She's the only one who can operate the machine. She's unconscious. They're waiting. Yeah. And even then, the other one would have been a long, drawn out conversation. In terms of that, they actually intercut with a fight. Yeah, precisely. I think so we it, didn't I, get it. We yeah, have... I think it, it works with regard to what director you've got working on your episode. It seems really because I, I did find the direction in this one um, almost formulaic. If you if you know what I mean, it's it's yeah. like it's, it's like the end where um, he opens the cabinet of souls and all the lights come out and they spread across the planet and across the shadow realm. And it's all been seen before. There was nothing new in that, if if you see what I mean. The way it was executed, yeah, there was nothing different in it. Um, I'm trying to sort of like liken it to to, to something else, really. Um, well, it's almost like the like the, the end of um, Doomsday. 
Well, they open, they open up the you know the um, what they call it, the void. Yeah. And rather than stuff coming out, it's stuff being sucked back in from across the planet. It, it was the similar sort of thing again. Um, so that's why I just thought it, it was a little bit. I've seen this already. There was nothing new there for me. It's a minor thing, but it just I'm just comparing it to the episode that went before, which I thought yeah. was out. Which I thought was, the direction was really great, and I wasn't so impressed with it with this time round. I don't know. I mean, part of it is I think just the nature of this sort of thing. I mean, it, I wouldn't necessarily criticise well, for the the stopping and starting nature of the characters having conversations in inappropriate moments perhaps mm. um because we've had that all the way through no matter who oh we have is. yeah yeah we have yeah i just, um, just not like that at all the only place it really worked with was in detained but then because detained was a rather enclosed episode and place mm. yeah you could understand that there would be those conversations because there wasn't really a lot else to be doing. No, that's right. That's right. You're absolutely right. It it worked because it, it was it was a contained episode, wasn't it? That yeah. They, the, the characters had nowhere else to go, and and they there was, was there was no action. It was getting in in the wild. No, it's just the fact that they seem to be really. We have these periods that just seem to just like it pause just, the yeah. action to to do them, and then suddenly it all takes off again as if like. You know, not a moment to lose. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was a yeah. I, that, that's what I've, one of my sort of main criticisms of this series actually is that kind of thing happening. Um, I thought Quinn and Tanya made a good double act actually. Though I thought the I thought are we going to see a training montage now? <laughs> so <laughs> I, 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 I would somewhere around it liked that to have. It sort of just seemed to be brought in a bit <clears throat> last minute. It was, wasn't it? Um, it would have been better. If there'd been somewhere, they could have brought that in. Well, maybe after the, maybe after the first time that um, she got attacked in a Tony got attacked in her bedroom in the first episode, but one one of the shadow kin um, maybe learn yeah. how to defend herself, perhaps, um, or even or even seen as she was the main target of the night people or whatever it was. Yeah, uh, one perhaps after that. There could have been a fact where she says, you know, I don't even feel safe in my own house. Yeah, it could have built can to this you... this particular point, couldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Can you help me? Yeah, exactly. And she was tended to be the one that sort of saved the day in the end there. See, this this is you know? my this is my what my other criticism of this series is the fact it's trying it's following almost all the character beats of from like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But in, in this, it's Quill who's really Buffy. She's the one who's got all the fighting moves, and she's got like these trainee slayers, which is now um, Tanya to to a certain degree. You've got Charlie, who's almost like the Willow character, um, who's got this magic at, at his fingertips that he's frightened to use, um, and he's got a, um, a, a like okay, I'm going to say a same sex partner um, who want, doesn't want him to go down that road. Pretty much like. Um, sort of Tara was to, to, to Willow in Buffy. Um, so it, it, it was, I mean, like Tanya, it's almost like um, Dawn from Buffy was Buffy's younger sister. So it's also, and she sort of wants to, she's meant to like a trainee slayer. So, so it's all, it's all following that though. It's for my, for my liking, it's followed that just a little bit too closely. 
I know they wanted they wanted a British Buffy, but they did have to follow it quite so closely, though. Mm. Which I think is what we said about the previous episode. Just seemed to be just more straightforward sci-fi. Yeah, and while we enjoyed that more, more probably more. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, I don't know where Ram and April fit into this, but uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, do you know what? I, I, I've never really thought their relationship worked no really i think the, the most um realistic relationship has been charlie and matthias to, yeah. to be honest oh, totally yeah totally really has been um but yeah ram and ram and april it never really sort of i know he didn't get off the ground really in, in the show um but i will never put those two together i know the opposites attract of which i think is crap but um yeah, it's it, it. I would never put them together at all. Never. It's just he's gone from not looking at her, grieving boyfriend, and being interested. Yeah, as well. Yeah. With you know a girlfriend, she dies, and now suddenly we're not that far down the road, and he's the totally lovesick one, where she's not that interested. Well, not until right at the end. Yeah. And she dies. Or mm. or does she? Because she, mm. she comes back in the body of Cory Kynos. Um Yeah, I yeah, I, it's um I mean they weren't afraid to sort of off characters in this. I I honestly thought Matthias would would bite the dust. Yeah. In this, which I'm glad they didn't, actually. No. Um No, because I think he's actually it's been the most likable character. He has been That's all the, th- the way through this. Yeah, I mean, Charlie was still a wet blanket right up until the very end. To be honest, and I think. He's... I mean, even even the the fact of when uh, Corey Canis is is holding April's mother at knife point, and Charlie's saying, "I don't have to kill you. I can start removing yeah parts of you and whatever." And you see the look on. Matthias's face in the background, as if like, no, this is what I, this is what I'm worried about you. Yeah, and it was right to the very end. He, he was trying to stop him from opening the cabinet, wasn't he? So yeah. um, I think because he knew, because he now carried shadow um, in him. Yeah, it would kill him also. Um, yeah, I'm still yet trying to figure out how Quill saved him at the last minute, saved him from that um, one of the souls. I'm not entirely sure, but yeah. Not entirely sure about that one, but um, yeah. Now, yeah, yeah, they seem to be as yeah. They can, they can, they can track them down all over the world. But you just move an inch, and you're you're saved. Exactly, and it goes and hits someone else instead. Yes. So. <laughs> oh dear. That's now, obviously, a lost soul. <laughs> oh, oh, well done, well done. Um, now, obviously, um, we finally get to meet the governors. Yes, and. Um, who they work? Who they're working for as well? Um, obviously, we still don't too much about them. We, we with this this saying the arrival. We're talking about the arrival, which we find out, which appears to be a giant weeping angel. Yes. Um, or look. Or, at, look or at, well, no, they're still or, they're still they're still awaiting the arrival. So what are the why are they working with the weeping angels? <laughs> so what are they wanting to bring? Well, the, you saw the, the like the mosaic that the, the camera yeah. painted, that, and it the, the it was missing the angel's face. Yeah, and it appeared to be like a giant angel again. So whether this is this is they're waiting, I don't know, the weeping angel's goddess or something. I've got no yeah no, no idea. But um, 
What, what did you think about the Weeping Angel? Had, had you sort of stayed spoiler free up until this this point? Yes, I had. Yeah. You had. What did you had think? you? I had. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was. So- no. I, I, yeah. I thought it was quite. I mean, even to the point of when they turned round, it didn't click. Yeah. That they was obviously all turning away. Yeah. So they wasn't looking at it anymore. Yeah, I was I was quite surprised actually at the inclusion of a weeping angel because um, I, I pretty much thought their their story had been told really because it, it was sort of like every time you saw them it, it was to ever, ever diminishing returns to be honest. So I'm interested to see what they're going to do next if it gets a second series. Yeah, I mean it, it it obviously now has been. I mean, well, I was wondering whether this was going to have been written to be self-contained these eight episodes and if it got a second series it got a second series yeah but he set up what uh, three, yeah. three cliffhangers basically you've got the, the yeah. weeping angel cliffhanger you've got the april conundrum there she's now in appears to be in the body of uh Coracinus, yeah. and you also got cool's pregnancy yeah and i'm not happy with the april one i have to say that is the i just thought that's I don't know where they're going to go with that one. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's that it's the whole thing of not being able to kill one of your core characters, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I thought it it, it really worked. <clears throat> I thought it was really powerful up to that point when he realizes and she tells him basically that he's got a killer. Yeah. And if he kills her, he becomes king, and then he commands them. Yeah. Which I, um, which I I like the, the, the sort of they they sort of twisted the sh- the shadow kings sort of line of the succession sort of thing that they're in yeah. so <clears throat> which which was fine um, but that then, wasn't just a throwaway bit the the fact of who you know for for April that who kills the king becomes king yeah they they used it again and without actually even telegraphing that I was going to use it again, which I thought was quite good until then. You suddenly thought, oh, yeah, of course, that that would be the case. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I thought it just really worked with that, The you know, him having to make that decision. Which is sort of the decision he'd been avoiding throughout the entire series, yeah. really, hadn't it? So, um, so it did sort of, his character did sort of have some sort of progression come the end. He was forced to do what he'd been fighting to do. All, yeah, all throughout, um, and even Quill yeah. didn't seem. It, 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 I don't know if I'm, I'm wrong. It didn't seem to be what she expected either. She didn't expect him to do that. No, she, she never expected him to just open it of, of his own free will, basically, mm. which is what he did come the end. Because um, I always think she she had this uh, plan was to you know, point a gun at his head until he basically he opened the it. cabinet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I suppose it was like a metaphorical gun to his head, really, this time, wasn't it? Yeah. Really, but... Um... And, I, and I just would have liked that. I mean, I just don't know now where we go with that. I just I think to have... As much as you want to say, this this, this story could have been April's... This um, arc, story arc, could have been April's. And she goes, and then we go... We can wipe this cl- clean on that. Yeah, yeah. And let's go off onto the... Quill pregnant, yeah, and weeping angel, yeah, I think conundrum. so. I think so. So, well, I mean, I I, I enjoyed it as a whole. Uh, it wasn't for me; it wasn't perfect, but it, I, I certainly enjoyed it. Mm. it, it, certainly, it was I'm, a, I'm intrigued enough by the ending now to, to think. Well, actually, if they make another series, I'll well, start. 
it again. Well, I was, I, I, series two, I, I will give it. I will give it a go again. Well, I was going to say, did you think it deserves a second series? That was going to be my next question to sort of, sort of round off the, the you know the, the series review. Do you think it deserves on what we've seen so far? These across these eight episodes, do you think it, it, there's there's there is more to to come? There's more to they could expand on this, or because it's set in Coal Hill, it's going to be restricted. Um, I think actually, what the again keep I keep coming back to the seventh episode, and what that gave us was the fact that actually they could move away. You've got these rifts in time. Surely that can go both ways. Yeah. So why can't they go through to other planets? Mm. Now we've now we've got the, the the setting up. We've had all the um, fleshing out of the characters. Mm. Now we can actually concentrate on stories. Perhaps we can get perhaps get away from the little bits and pieces of the slowing down of the the stories and whatever. Mm. We're losing we're losing external characters like people's well, family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That would be tying them back to the school. So, yeah, I, I can I could see it going forward. And I think they have perhaps got to get away slightly more from the school perhaps. Yeah. If they do go forward. Well, I mean I'm, I would like to see it go to a, a, another series um actually. I think it does deserve the chance to build on this. Mm. It, it certainly does. I mean, if if torture was was allowed to build on it, and it it squandered it in come the end, it squandered it big time, really. Um, but I, I think that this this has got um, somewhere to go. I really do. Yeah. But, um, I would say let other writers have a go at it. Yeah. Because this has all been Patrick Ness's baby throughout, um, and it's it's been a hit and miss series for me. Mm. It really has, and as we say, the, all the little things we don't like about it is obviously down to the writer. So, uh, um, yeah, I would like to see some other writers have a go. Really, um, some, if it's meant to be sort of like aimed at the young adult um, demographic, a word I hate using, demographic, but and he's a he's a young adult writer, and let some other young ad- adult writers have a go. Yeah, but I think I mean in terms of. Uh, production values, acting, direction. That's all been pretty good, I think, all the way through this. And well, I think it has... Yeah, because I was going to say, for a, a, an online series that's not, obviously, pro- the, the high end of a BBC budget, um, I think it's looked pretty damn good. Mm. I really wonder, though, whether the whole question is, is going to be on how it how it goes down with BBC America. It probably will be, unfortunately. Rather than um, just standing on the merits of being broadcast in the UK, um, yeah. I've, I've got a feeling you're going to be right there. Because I think they put money into it, didn't they? Yeah, I think they which, did. Which is obviously the, and it just that still gets back to me as, as, as the, the oddity of why it's been everywhere else in the world except there. Uh, that, that, is, that has not made any sense at all, has it? It really no. hasn't made any sense uh, whatsoever. And I, and I think to a certain extent that has not helped it at all. No. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. If they if they make another series now, I think I, I'd I'd start watch. I'd at least start watching it. Will we re- review it again, Paul? Um, 
I think actually, I mean, I don't think it's now not it's not become must watch TV. I'll say that. Hmm. But it's I'm probably still in the same sort of position I was when we first started. Not quite sure where it's going to go. Yeah. So from that point of view, I'm interested. Yeah, we probably would. I, I, I think I probably would. If, presumably, if they do make another series, it's going to be um, at the earliest. We're probably looking at about the same time next year. Probably, yeah, yeah. I would think um, so. I would think so because I think it was. You're going to have that autumn gap, aren't you? When Doctor Who finishes, because that's going to be. Big, we're assuming it begins in April. Yeah. So you're going to have that gap um, leading up to hopefully the next series of Doctor Who and the Christmas special and everything. So. I, I think it will it will fit fit that gap quite nicely actually. I yeah. I've actually I did about reservations when this when this started um eight weeks ago. Um but I must admit I have I have quite enjoyed watching it. Um as uh, same it's as you yeah. I say it's not it's not must see television. No. I, I haven't so it's been oh, enough I, to interest me. Yeah, I haven't sort of watched it oh it's out on Sat ten at ten on Saturday morning, yeah. I must watch it. I've watched it when I wanted to. Yeah, you know, leading up to the um, to when we review it, and I've also enjoyed reviewing it as well. I've enjoyed discussing it. Um, with yeah, it, I'm not. So, I'm know. not just watching it because we're going to review it. No, I was. Generally, I was generally interested to see what what would, would happen with this. But I, I think because yeah. for, the hook for me because it was um, compiled in the opening episode, but then it sort of finally dawned on me it, it shouldn't have to lean on Doctor Who. No, really, it shouldn't have to. But hey, that, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, as I say, I've, I've enjoyed it. I hope it does get a second series. I hope it's, it's a success um, when it is finally released on BBC America and also on terrestrial television in the UK as well. Yeah, really do, really do. Um, so I think that's that then, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's so. it. I think that's it. So, um, well, I'm glad we sort of both come out of it. Enjoying it rather than, than we what, what we did with uh, Talks with Miracle Days. <laughs> yeah, I really am. I'm sort of quite. I, really... I think I think there's there's promise with the characters and there's there's there, there's the odd bit that you there's odd bits that you think actually no that could be quite good. Yeah. So, hmm. I say it's it's got those those sort of sort of first series jitters which I hope for, yeah. if it does get a second series I hope it um over it sort of overcomes that somewhat. Yeah. But, uh, Anyway, um, now on to our next episode. Um, now, we've only got one more episode to go um, before Christmas, and it's also our last podcast of this year. Yes. Actually, isn't it? Um, now, obviously, our next um, podcast will be released the week before Christmas. So, as we've we've done every other year, it's going to be our Christmas special, to which we talk about uh, or review um, a Christmas-themed um, Doctor Who story. Now, unfortunately, we've run out of TV um, specials to talk about, haven't we? Yes. We've finally run out of them because uh, we, we did um, the, the David Tennant's um, opening story last year. So, um, Unless someone digs up Feast of Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we're giving it until the end of next week before we, before we can make it, commit to it. Um, well, now, what we thought we'd do, because we haven't done one for such a long time, and I sort of alluded to it earlier, earlier on this episode. Um, was Big Finish. We thought, is there anything Christmas-related um, that Big Finish has done in, in the Doctor Who range? Um, and you come across one, didn't you, Paul? Well, it's sort of set on Christmas Eve. Mm. So 
we thought, oh, that's close enough. <laughs> that'll do. That'll do. Um, would you like to tell everybody what it is? It's flip flop. Yes, it's a, a Seventh Doctor story, and uh, Mel as well. It's our first Bonnie yes. Langford, isn't it? It is. Yes. Yes, our first Bonnie Langford. So, well, that fits the the pantomime thing. Yes. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that because apparently this is this is one you can listen to in any order. It seems. Well, I think that's that's sort of what intrigued us most about it, wasn't yeah. it? Was all, the fact that... Well, all, all we've got to agree on, Paul, is we what we both listened to it in the same order. <laughs> yeah. Oh, perhaps actually, perhaps we shouldn't. Perhaps we should listen to it in a different order. Oh, maybe we should then and see and see whether it that affects our enjoyment of it. Oh well, we might we may just do that, everybody. We may just do that. As a little experiment, you never know. You never know. Yeah. Okay, that's good. So that that's coming up um, in two weeks' time, is it? As our Christmas special and the last podcast of this year. Um, but next week, um, for those of you who've been paying attention to our um, video podcast channel on YouTube, um, there's going to be another video podcast released uh, next week as well. Um, so please keep a lookout um, for that one, and I'll be sort of um, advertising that. Um, on the day of release, okay, so that'll probably be out um, sort of same time, uh, same time next week. Okay, everybody, um, that pretty much wraps it up, then, really, doesn't it? It does. It does. That just leaves us to say um, it's goodbye from me, Phil, and goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. Listening to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Mm-hmm.